Hello, and welcome to the Elk River Lutheran Church Powered by Love podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Elk River, Minnesota, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. Today we'll explore the Bible, life, and faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sacred wit. To be powered by love is a spiritual thing, more than a feeling. To be powered by love Don't take money Don't take fame Don't take no credit card To ride this train It's strong and sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save Your life To be powered by love Today's reading comes from Ephesians chapter 2 verses 4 through 10 but God, who was rich in mercy, out of great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace we have been saved, and raised up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God, not the result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are what he has made us, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand to be our way of life. Here ends the reading. Well, welcome this morning. Grace and peace to you. As we continue worship this morning, we'll continue with a reading from John. John 1, verses 14 through 18. And the Word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as a Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he from whom I said, he who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me. From his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Christ Jesus. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. Aaron Zaridi. Well, I have to say, as we begin this morning, this has to be the quietest pet blessing I think I've ever been to. Usually by this point we have one or two critters that are barking and making some noise and kind of causing a ruckus. So I will say you all have amazing pets. So let that be something to kind of take home today. Even if they drive you a little crazy sometimes, right? And so this week in our house, we've had some kind of crazy and exciting news going on. It is our eight-year-old son's or seven-year-old son's birthday on Friday. And so I will tell you this because Weston has been telling us it's his birthday for the last two months now. Every day he wakes up and he's counting it down and he's waiting and waiting and he's so excited to tell everybody about this upcoming birthday, the gifts he's going to receive that he thinks he's going to receive, and just the, the fact that he gets to see people. And for an eight-year-old, this is or soon to be eight-year-old, this is a pretty big deal. We haven't mastered a calendar, so it's a little bit challenging in our house. But that excitement 
to go every single day and to tell us what good news is coming is this idea of grace lived in new and exciting ways. And it's something that I want you to think about as we get together tonight. What does it mean for grace to be received with joy? You see, I'm, I'm kind of convinced in the Lutheran Church that we don't talk about grace in an exciting way very often. It is the sort of buzzword of our Lutheran faith. It comes up, we talk about grace, and we sort of move on to the next thing. But what if we got excited about it? What if it stirred up in us some incredible amount of joy? And that got me thinking about that we are a church still called to be grace-filled. You know, and even in our mission statement, the very first four words that we utter are trusting in God's grace. Grace is a thing that we come to know is our identity and everything else that we do as a church is based on grace. We have received a gift, something to celebrate that should strive in us to bring joy out of our day. Grace helps us when we feel unworthy. It meets us when we have missed the mark and yet it calls us to a higher standard. Grace shakes us from the everyday ordinary and wakes, awakens us to the reality that God is still here. When it doesn't feel like it, or when we felt alone, God is still here. Grace is a thing we haven't earned, but the thing that can never be taken away from us. God rescues us from the failures of our day, both the anger and resentment, and releases us to new life in Christ. You know, I think grace also gives us the opportunity to shake off materialism, the things that hold us so closely to this world and keep us from loving and serving those around us. It gives us an opportunity to be who we are. And most importantly, grace reminds us that we are deeply loved children of God, saved by grace through faith. So I want to give you just a brief example of a grace-filled life and it's the reason that we gather today with our pets, our cats, our animals, our bunnies. For those watching at home, it's your stuffed animals or the, the cows and horses in your pastures and fields. The animals that are part of our story remind us about what grace really looks like. And so this tradition of blessing animals is connected to St. Francis of Assisi, lived about the end of the 11th century, early 12th century, and St. Francis grew up very, very, very wealthy. So he was the son of a fabric uh, merchant. And so wealth was not the problem in his life. And in fact, because of that wealth, it, at St. Francis' early childhood, he was prone to lavish parties. He was prone to uh, breaking the city's curfew. He's also known for kind of dropping out of school at a very early age. You know, he was the wild child of his family and that grace question encounters him at a very early age. So St. Francis joins the military at one point, and he joins the, uh, the cavalry of Assisi, where he's immediately at some point there captured and taken into custody and held for a year in prison. Now, for somebody being wealthy, he was dressed to the nines, and so the people that captured him took him knowing that they could get a ransom from him but his dad didn't pay it. And 
so he sat in prison for over a year. But when he was released, that's when St. Francis's story changed. You see, he was held prisoner to the way of the world and released to something better. He had an encounter with God. And so St. Francis left that prison and he decided to forego what wealth really was. And he gave up his being, his belongings, and he decided to move into a place of helping the poor. In fact, so much that he even touched the outcasts, the lepers, who in all accounts were forbidden. And the other thing about St. Francis that he's most known for is he couldn't help but tell anybody who would listen the good news. And so he's known for preaching to the birds, because the birds would listen. And so shortly after that, there's also another story. St. Francis decided to go to convert a wolf who was uh, hurting people in the neighboring town. And so instead of just sitting there, he decided he would go confront the wolf and bring him to know God's love. And so whether you believe that story to be true or not, I think it's a remarkable telling of, of St. Francis's life and legacy. You see, that good news is the thing that became contagious to St. Francis. Grace changed the course and direction of his life. Having experienced grace as an incredible gift, St. Francis couldn't wait to share that message with the world. St. Francis believed so much so that the animals and all of creation were his sisters and brothers. And because of that, they needed to hear the message of God's love. And so you sitting at home gathered around your animals, I know how much you deeply love those, those critters around you. And for stuffed animals, those are the things my kids cherish. They're the things I get so excited about telling people of. Think of that grace that meets the gift. We can't wait to tell people about our pets, our animals, those that we love and those that we encounter, and to share the gift we've been given. See, what would happen if we as people were surprised by grace? We were shocked, we were joyed, and we took that grace to everyone we met. That's what grace-filled people do. They become contagious in a way that Christ has entered their story, and we can't help but tell everybody about it. I love driving church the most because it's broadcast to the world. Sitting in Elk River here now, you can hear this everywhere you go, that joyful good news that Christ is here. And I pray and I hope that that message goes with you today. You see, we are a people trusting in God's grace. May you go forth from here spilling over with great joy. May you learn to welcome others, accept them for who God has made them. Loving God with your whole being, and serving your neighbor. Go with the joy of grace on your tongue and enter a world who needs to hear that good news. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again and have a great week. Don't take money, don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.